It is Saturday, May 11th, and this is the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes. As always, we'll be running down the top pot headlines from the U.S. and around the world. But to begin with, since the last time we spoke, High Times held its first U.S. Cannabis Cup in Denver. It was our biggest U.S.-based event to date, with nearly 17,000 people attending. All in all, it was a very memorable event, and you could find all the winners for pot, hash, and edibles on HighTimes.com, including a winner's gallery. If you're interested in seeing what these strains and, and concentrates and edibles looked like, as well as how much THC and CBD they contain, be sure to check out that winner's gallery. And if you're looking for a complete breakdown of all the winning pot, hash, and edibles, be sure to check out episode 37 of Free Weed from Danny Danko. And if you're interested in hearing a bit more about the entertainment from this cup, uh, be sure to check out episode 7 of Jen's Music Stash. Uh, our performers included Snoop Lion, Dead Prez, Styles P, and more, so uh, go ahead and check out episode 7 of The Stash for all of the music. So, if weed is your thing, go to Free Weed. If music is your thing, go to Jen's Music Stash. If news is your thing, stay right here because this is the news hit and we're going to talk about the top pot headlines. So, uh, let's begin in Colorado, where the state Senate passed legislation establishing a standard for driving under the influence of marijuana. And this is a very controversial subject. Uh, House Bill 1325 passed by a 24 to 11 vote, and that bill sets a limit of 5 nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood. Now, this two-stone-to-drive bill means the drivers who are caught with five or more nanograms of THC in their blood will face penalties similar to drunk drivers. Now, the problem, of course, is that THC can remain in the bloodstream for extended periods of time, sometimes as long as a month. And additionally, THC builds up in the body. So that means that someone who smoked a joint a day or two before driving could potentially have more than five nanograms of THC in their blood, even though they are completely sober. And not to put too fine a point on it, but that of course means that someone who is completely sober at the time of being pulled over by cops can be uh, arrested and charged with DUI because of this 5 nanogram limit. Uh, similar bills seeking to establish that DUI standard in Colorado have failed six times in the last three years alone. Unfortunately, Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper does support DUI legislation and has already said he's going to sign this bill into law. A lot of pot legislation is coming up in Colorado right now, including uh, marijuana taxes, the DUI, and a couple of other things. So uh, an important state to keep an eye on. And uh, more bad news, unfortunately, this time out of California, the state Supreme Court there ruled earlier this week that cities and counties can choose to ban medical marijuana dispensaries if they so choose. Uh, the court's unanimous decision is going to further diminish the number of storefront pot shops in the Golden State. And of course, those those storefront pot shops have already begun to decrease because the uh, U.S. attorneys in California have been issuing these threatening letters to landlords. Basically, these letters are, are threatening that there'll be evictions and uh, fines and other things for people who are renting out to marijuana-related businesses. It's already led to quite a few evictions and also voluntary closings. Now, according to the Supreme Court, the California Medical Marijuana Law, which of course is Proposition 215, does not prohibit local governments from zoning dispensaries out of existence. And the ruling also found that Prop 215 does not grant qualified patients convenient access to their medicine. And now, according to Americans for Safe Access, roughly 200 jurisdictions have already banned dispensaries in California, and that number is likely to increase in the wake of this court decision. California medical pot advocates are hoping that future legislation will include language that makes it necessary for voters to approve any dispensary ban in their jurisdiction, as opposed to local governments being able to unilaterally zone these cannabis businesses out of existence. 
And moving on to a national pot-related headline, uh, last week the Center for Substance Abuse Research released a report that found that synthetic marijuana, which is marketed under names like K2 and Spice, ranked third in 2012 on the list of substances abused by high school students. Last year, 57% of students drank alcohol, 39% smoked marijuana, and 12% used synthetic pot. Now this means that fake pot outranked cocaine, ecstasy, and prescription painkillers for students in grades 9 through 12. And finally, last week Maryland became the 19th state to legalize medical marijuana. Maryland's law establishes academic medical research centers, and they will act as dispensaries for qualified patients. While it's currently unclear when the program will be up and running, most estimates believe it's going to take until 2016 to get this program implemented. Pot advocates have been sharply critical of the program as it requires those dispensaries to turn over information on patients and caregivers to the state health department as well as local law enforcement. However, some are stunned that the measure was approved in the first place as Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley had previously opposed medical pot. In fact, he only decided to support the legislation after it was amended to allow him to end the program if it's determined at any point that state employees could be charged federally. This purported fear of the feds prosecuting state employees essentially just for allowing a state-sanctioned medical cannabis program to exist is utter nonsense. It's the same excuse Governor Jan Brewer used to delay Arizona's medical pot program until the court threw her lawsuit out claiming it was completely baseless. So just to clarify, Prior to Maryland, 18 states and the District of Columbia instituted medical marijuana programs. In fact, Proposition 215 became law in California back in November of 1996. That's nearly 17 years ago. And to date, exactly zero state employees have ever been prosecuted by the federal government for implementing pot programs. So attention anti-medical pot governors. It is time to find a different excuse for not wanting a medical pot program in your state. It seems safe to let that concern go. Okay, those are the top pot stories from the U.S. and around the world. Or I guess mostly from the U.S. in this case, but uh, you can learn more about those stories on HighTimes.com, where our featured article is an investigative report on Adderall. And our top photo gallery is the 13 most controversial pipes of all time. So be sure to check those out. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes.